Today, let's look at the gospel, huh? You know, when I was a kid, and uh, I remember going to Christmas morning mass, I always thought, where did this gospel come from? You know, what does this got to do with Christmas? And I remember sitting there listening when it was the first time I really started clicking, why don't they read the Christmas story where Jesus was born? Well, this is truly a great gospel for the Christmas day. Because, you know, there's four different masses. There's the vigil mass, there's the midnight mass, there's the mass at dawn, and there's Christmas day mass. Four entirely different readings, four entirely different prayers, four entirely different masses. Because there are people in the world that still go to all four. But this morning, when we look at Christmas day, we spend time on John 1. And what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to go backwards from the reading. We're going to start at the end of it and go back. But I believe that today in this reading talks to us about three things. We are loved, we are not alone, and that we are God's children. Let's first look upon the love part. If you go to John 1, this is pay, pay if you have a pew Bible, 1137. When, it would be really the next page because we're going to start from the back. Uh, well, I hate this Bible, the way this is here. I wish I had mine. Anyway, it says here in John chapter 1, verse 18, no one has ever seen God, the only Son of God, or God's only Son, who is at the Father's side, revealed him. So what happens is we go back to in a couple of chapters when it says God so loved the world that he gave us his only son. That when we look upon God, when we see what is God like, how do I know God? Well, then you see when you look at a child, it's a gift. It's the gift of self. It's nothing else. Here it is. And God sits there and says, here I am. I come to you self-giving. You are loved. I come to you and I give you myself. I give you my son. All that I have, I give for you. You are loved. You know, God is love. And when you look at that, all you got to do is look at the cross or on Christmas Day, look at a manger. The self-giving, the God who was the bread of life, who was born in Bethlehem, the house of bread, who was in the manger, which is a symbol of feeding. When you see that, even the very symbolic nature of the way he was born shows that he would be one for others. His whole life was one for others. That you and I, he came for you, for me. You know, and so last night, and that's why I love Midnight Mass, when I could go and be with the bishop, and the bishop could do his thing, and I could just sit there and think back and the beauty of the Christmas time and sing in silent night and to reflect last night that God did all this for me. When I was a kid and I was uh, not too sure about God, you know, and I, I went through my crisis at 17 when I was wondering if there was a God or not, I remember walking into Midnight Mass. And at St. Ambrose Parish on the north side of Pittsburgh, you know, Midnight Mass used to be packed. I never forget it was cold, and no one in my family went to church, of course. And uh, so I wanted to go, and I was just old enough that I could go. My mother and dad says, you know, you're up too late, but okay, I don't care, go. So I think just to get me out of the house. Anyway, as I was going into the church, 
I couldn't find a seat. I couldn't even get in the back door of the church. That's how crowd packed upon people upon people. And I remember just pushing in enough so that the back vestibule was packed. The church just packed with thousands of people. But so many people. And I'm standing there in the back. And all of a sudden, they start singing. Silent night and it was all dark. And that's my earliest experience of a God who loved me. I remember sitting, because I really didn't know whether God existed, but I remember sitting there in his back, squeezed like this, watching all this reality. Again, that he did that for me. It was the first time I can earliest remember knowing that I was loved by God. So the first thing Christmas is about is about telling you and me that we are loved. And again, that has to be a knowledge that goes beyond our head and starts to work in our heart. That this Christmas day, it's all for you. To prove to you that he loves you. That he gave you his very self. The second thing is we go here to work again our way backwards. In verse 14. Verse 14 says, And the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. Now again, it goes back to the Old Testament when they would pitch the tent, when God made his dwelling with them. You know, in the, in the desert, when they were going through the desert and God would be with them in the pillar of cloud, we have seen his glory. This is all reference to the Old Testament. How the Israelite people knew that they were not alone, that the cloud would be with them in the pillar of fire at night and the cloud during the day. And he would pitch their tent. God would pitch his tent with his people that we are not alone. You know, and that has been extremely helpful. You know, again, this past week we had a meeting with the bishop, huh? And I walk in with the bishop and ask him to build our church and different things, and we had some words in nice ways. And uh, I sat there and I said to the bishop, Bishop, the biggest thing in my life anymore recently has been I have felt, when I'm in bed at night, I have felt so alone because I've had no bishop or priests or Catholics outside of our parish that have reached out to help. And the bishop, after we're going back and forth, his head, his face kind of dropped for a moment. And he sat there and said, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Larry. And I said, I just, just want to tell you the way it is. But then when I walked out and I went to prayer, and after, after I said that to the bishop, and I went to prayer, and I'm like, uh, the Lord saying, uh, what do you mean you felt alone? I said, well, besides you, Jesus, of course. You know, and he said, are you kidding me? And I'm going back, I'm sorry, I haven't said the words, Lord. But again, that sometimes we forget that I am never alone. That the God of the universe embraces, he dwells with me. He dwells inside of you and me. That when God became flesh and dwelt among us earlier, that God is inside your flesh and my flesh. He just wasn't born 2,000 years ago, but he needs to be born in our lives. And if that's true, if Jesus Christ really is inside of me, then I'm never alone. I don't have to face anything by myself. You don't have to face anything by yourself. 
But again, the reality sometimes with Catholics or all Christians is we go through the motions, yeah, I I believe in Jesus. Would you believe that he lives inside of you? Oh, yeah, I believe it here. But do you know it here? That when Christ was born, when God took on flesh, he was born and he needs to be born into your heart and my heart. Is Christ really alive in your heart? Is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, living inside of you? That's the definition of a follower of Christ. I have been crucified with Christ, and the life I live now, it's not my own. It's Christ Jesus who lives inside of me. Galatians 2.19. Is that something you and I can say this Christmas day? Do I feel alone or do I know the reality that I am not alone? I have been crucified with Jesus and now Jesus lives inside of me. I am not alone. If you allow Jesus Christ to be born in your heart, that was my penance yesterday as I went to confession to Father Nick. And everything he says, now Larry, in the midst of all the craziness, I want you to go and spend a few moments in silence before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament and ask him to be reborn in your heart again this Christmas. What a good thing to ask for, huh? But each of us, I'm a 40-year-old celibate priest who's been a priest now almost 12 years, so it's getting old, oh. And I still need Christ to be reborn in my heart, in reality. When was the last time you really asked Christ to be born into your heart? in reality, to be reborn in there, to know that you're not alone. The final thing today is we are children of God. And that, of course, comes in John here, and it says, verse 12, but to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. When God sat there and sent his son He said, I'd like you to go down and give your life so that they could become my children. That God wanted for all eternity for you to be his son or his daughter. And he looks at you and he smiles this Christmas day. And he says to you and me, you are my son. You are my daughter. Beloved forever by me. And see, that whole reality that God loves us, that we're not alone, and he does all this to adopt us into his family. To sit there and to go out of himself, to sit there and say, not only do I want you to be, I don't want you only to be my creature, I want you to be my daughter, my son. And if you believe and if you accept Christ more fully into your heart, if you let him be born into your heart, then you will be my son. He and my daughter, he empowers us to become children of God. That's what Christmas is about. For you and I to become children. To know that we are loved. To know that we're never alone. You got it? You get it? Good. May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen.